0: Hello everyone, I'm Al Deldegan, creator and producer of the Leaders, Innovators and Big Ideas podcast, supported by Rainforest Alberta. This podcast showcases the people who are working to improve Alberta's innovation ecosystem. I'll be hosting this episode. For more than 20 years, I've provided leadership and guidance in technology and software development. When I'm not networking, making connections, and trying to help out wherever I can, I follow my creative passions of graphic design and photography. And now let's go right to my interview with Krista Malden. I hope you enjoy it. All right, welcome to the podcast. Today, my guest is Krista Malden. And Krista is a drummer, a music teacher, and the publisher of Community Now magazine. Hey, Krista, thank you for joining me today.
1: Hey, Al. Thanks so much for having me on this amazing podcast.
0: You're flattering me. Thank you. (laughs) I I guess we'll uh, start out with uh, a little bit about you, because that's what I love to do in these shows, is find out and learn a lot more about the people that I'm interviewing. Um, Can you tell me, because I'm really fascinated by this whole drummer thing. So let's start there. Have you you always been into music and drumming and that kind of thing?
1: Yeah, my whole life. Um, I come from a family of drummers. So my grandpa played, um, my dad played, my brother played, and a couple of my uncles also play. So I oh. decided I needed to be better than my brother, and that's why I started playing.
0: Nice. And what uh, what sort of genres do you like to play?
1: Um, I started off mostly liking rock, of course, um, and that's fun to play. And then I went to school and studied jazz. So I'm really a big fan of jazz, all the old school jazz, new stuff, funk, um, anything that. Um allows me to have some freedom in playing it's just amazing
0: oh that's so cool and so when um so you're also a music teacher right
1: mm-hmm. yes, yeah I am. so what do
0: you do you teach uh like how do you teach other instruments and stuff do you play any other instruments
1: yeah I play piano and I've taken singing lessons although I would never sing in public <laughs> I took it so that I could hear better and when I teach I do a couple different things I I teach in schools, so I do workshops from hand drumming workshops to full-on percussion workshops, and I even do musical theatre. So an example is last year I was teaching at Banbury Crossroads School, and all grades, so kindergarten all the way up to grade 12, and we did a huge musical for The Greatest Showman, and it was based on drums and singing, but we even had like light-up drums and the stage lit up, so they got to actually put a whole performance together. I think oh, it's really cool. cool to incorporate as much as you can into the music. So I take everything from drums, piano, singing, uh, theory, and teach it all when I can. It's lots of fun.
0: Oh, that's amazing. And so, um, can do you think anyone can learn to play, well, the drums specifically, but I mean, I guess any instrument really, you just have to have passion or?
1: Do you just have to take the time, I think. You know, rhythm is a part of all of us. And that's what I tell people. We're walking pieces of rhythm. So it's really natural. It's just some people can't listen as much. So they can't always catch the beat. But that's teachable. Otherwise, rhythm is really natural. So I think everybody should be a drummer. And then drummers should learn melodic instruments like piano and singing to help them listen better.
0: Great. Oh, that's really cool. That's a, that's a really fascinating background. What I'd love to hear in is what led you from doing that into starting Community Now magazine? And maybe before you go there, just give a really brief rundown on what Community Now magazine is.
1: Um, Community Now magazine is, I like to tell people, it's in a compilation of amazing people throughout our city and province. It's We tell stories about business, innovation, community, and education, and we mix everything together. It allows for storytelling to be told in a different way, and it allows people to share different things from events to um, what's going on in life, um, to what's happening in the innovation industry. It's I love it just because we can connect so many different industries and people. Now, how it came about is a funny story. I am... Um, either wanted to go into music or journalism as a high school student. And I ended up writing for the University of Calgary's Gauntlet while I was in high school, which is 100 years ago. And then as I got to the point where I had to apply for school, I decided that it had to be music, that I wasn't very good at sitting still. So to go and play music instead. And I did that and was teaching. But no matter where I ended up in my work world, publications always came back to me which is neat. So I did sales for North Hill Publication. I've sold advertising. I've done the print industry for publications. I've done writing. Um, I even got a chance to create somebody else's magazine. And I think that's what pushed me to start this is I've got a chance because of the music industry to work in every industry from not-for-profit to working with businesses and performances um, to working in the innovation industry. And I just saw this big, huge gap we're not talking to each other. We stay in our industry. So not-for-profits, talk with not-for-profits, but they need business education and innovation. You know, and same with business, we need the not-for-profits and the community and the education to make everything work. So I decided I would go and approach a bunch of amazing people and see if they would write and see if we could bring these industries together so that people are more connected.
0: That's awesome. And what was the connection to Rainforest for Community Now magazine?
1: Um, Well, one of the magazines I had been working on was a big STEM type science magazine. So I got introduced to the rainforest um, to meet some more innovative people. And then that was near the end of my journey with that magazine. So I stayed because when I went to the rainforest, it was just this remarkable group of people who are there to support you and to help you move forward. So I started talking with people like Peter LaFontaine, Tracy Bierstow, Stacy Richter, um, Les Matoski, a whole bunch of people about the community and how we can move this forward. And they all were super supportive. They helped me find who I needed to find and introduced me to more people. The rainforest is, is one of the best community places you can go for business because it really, truly represents helping each other without expecting anything back. And it allows you to use your skills to help other people move forward. And I'm super thankful. I launched the first Community Now magazine at a rainforest meeting. I
0: remember that. That was awesome. And the the magazine itself is really um, original and and it's really a, a, a great read. But it's also, um, you're also doing something a little bit differently. You you have some issues are actual physical print, which, by the way, are beautiful. Like the, the printing you're using is brilliant. Um, but there are also uh, sort of digital versions. And so how does that sort of schedule work out? And you also have events tied to some of the magazines, don't you?
1: Yeah. So when we launched, I decided that we're talking all of the time about talking to people and connecting to community so we also have to do that and present opportunities for people to do that so we decided we would host three events a year um, starting in august with just a really simple birthday celebration to say thank you to people who help us make it through the year and then we give the money back to the community from the auctions and then we also hold a mental health event um, in december which is fabulous. And we've done two of those so far. And it's, it's really interesting to watch how people come together and storytell about mental health. And then in March, we do a special event for youth, which is just a big steam event. Kids come and make stuff. And oh, it's amazing to watch. And we have a teacher who runs that. Um, the print issues we decided we would line up with the actual events so that we can give out hard copies. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I would print every issue, to be honest, because I like holding it in my hands. Um, But having it online allows us to reach everybody all over the world if we want, which is an amazing platform. And I'm I'm super impressed by how people distribute things online. And it's neat to watch and interesting to learn about all of this stuff. So we print when we're asked for special events, too. So made by Mama, for example, had an amazing event, and we printed it for their swag bags. And then we also print whenever we go to big events as well, just right. so we can have it and hand it out and direct people to view it online. Right, that's brilliant.
0: So you're you're also accepting advertising for the magazine, obviously. And so, um, what what would you tell? Um, somebody who's looking for an opportunity to market their business or their um, event or their not-for-profit or whatever it happens to be, what would you tell them about Community Now, Community now Magazine? What's in it for them?
1: Um, there's a couple of different options and it depends what they're looking at marketing. We, we like to get everybody involved on a bigger level as well. So you can run your ad and we love ads but we also want you to get involved in the events that we do. So we offer opportunities for you to set up a table at our events or um, to promote yourself. We also like to storytell a lot. So we ask that we can leverage your company to storytell when we're talking about certain things like made by mama. I reach out to all of the time when we're doing community stuff to see how we can help Alberta innovates. Um, I reach out to them for stories because they've got a boatload of amazing stories. So everybody gets to be involved on different levels. And we're very involved in what other people do. So if you have events, we want to be there. We want to be taking pictures while we're there. We want to be posting it. And we want to be covering the story before and after. So it's more than just advertising. It, it's come and get involved in the community, meet people, discuss things. It's amazing to watch.
0: So you're bringing your, um, I guess we'll call them advertisers. You're bringing your advertisers into the community now community and, and, and there's a whole pile of opportunities for them to, to get the word out about what they're doing and telling their story other than just an ad in the, in the magazine.
1: Yes. And I think that's important. Advertising is great. And I think you should have an ad to show off your company and to show what you do but we also need to add other components to it, like a story to go along with what you're doing, or um, if you're giving back to the community, why you're giving back to that aspect of the community. Super important. And
0: I think you correct me if I'm wrong. Um, do you you have almost sort of like a, a a welcoming, open arms sort of opportunity for people who want to write stories as well, right?
1: Yes, I do. Um, especially when I meet people and they start talking, I'm always like, "Oh, we have to tell that story." I just think everybody in the community has something to say. And if you have something to say and you don't know where to say it, we're the perfect people to contact because we want to tell everybody's stories. We don't just want to tell stories um, from the government level or high politics. We want to talk about the people that are on the ground, making things work. And as soon as I meet people and they start talking to them, always like, Oh, you have to tell me that, like send it to me or let's get together. And um, other people who have stories, my door is open, send it to me. And if it's a specific topic, we just try and gear it towards that month, like the mental health stuff, um, you know, or if you're dealing with youth, then we try to push you more towards the youth month so that you get more exposure at the right time.
0: Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Oh, that's really, really cool. And so what uh, what are your sort of um, going forward? What are your longer term plans? What if if. You know, money wasn't an object and time wasn't a big issue and what have you. What What would your dreams for the magazine be like?
1: Um, so in the first five years, I want to hit all of Alberta. Um, and we've done pretty good. We're in Calgary and Edmonton. I would like to reach all the small towns as well. I would like to have more print issues available at different locations. Um, so Alberta first. Then I want to go to BC and expand into Western Canada so that we have BC covered as well because they're our neighbor and we should be connecting and then I would like to take it out east so I would like this to be um like a national geographic for innovation and community right for Canada
0: oh that's so cool that's so cool and uh and so do you have um sort of some regular contributors to the magazine as well but you also have people coming kind of in and out that may or may not be part of your advertisers, but also probably not a whole lot of um, you know stories and such that you would turn away. You know, obvi- there may be some obvious ones that you wouldn't want in the magazine, but for the most part, you're you. It's a it's about community. Anything to do with community, right?
1: Yeah, and and other things like if you have a really cool innovative project that you just did, we want to know. If you're in business and you're struggling right now, especially with all that's going on, then we want to know because we can help connect you. So if you have a story, we want to hear it, and it really there there isn't any limits. You know, it's about all of us.
0: That's cool. That's cool. And and it is a community magazine, so it feels it feels like um, something that you want to be a part of. And I think that you know, I'm I would encourage people to get involved with community now magazine in one way or another even if it's something as simple as sharing the the magazine website with uh on your linkedin or your facebook or your twitter or whatever um and you know reading the issues uh and being able to contribute some stories or share them with people who you think have a great story that, that, that should be told. Um, you know, it's a community magazine and everybody in the community should be involved. So uh, that's my recommendation for sure.
1: Thank you so much. And it's like people doing podcasts like this, we all need to share everything to help each other grow. Right. And, and to support each other and to help inspire others to do really cool things.
0: That's, that's awesome. That's really awesome. What sort of stories have you had in the magazine that really stand out?
1: You know, it, it's, it's amazing because I have so many amazing people involved in this community. It, it's really hard to pick. Um, I have one writer who's just a, he's a community member. His name's Brian Symbolic, and he's a musician, too. He writes really cool stories. The one that's coming up in this next issue in April, I think, is one of my favorites. Um, it talks about his time in isolation, and it just blew my mind. Um, Les Matoski, amazing writer, always has something interesting that keeps us going. Yourself as well, Al. Um, all your contributions, Stacy Richter, good contributor. I have that Jill and her steam team always impress me because it's kids coming up with cool things. You know, Diane, the founder of Banbury Crossroads, amazing articles, um, like amazing. A a cop named Gary Woods. His was one of my favorite as well. When he first started storytelling, it's, it's hard to pick because everybody's amazing. And I can't, I can't even tell you how I'm blown away every time I publish this magazine. Like I always think, Oh, it's going to be a good issue. And then I look at it and I get to read everybody's articles 20 times. I'm like, it just blows my mind. What people in this province have to say, Alberta innovates, an ongoing contributor, amazing stories that we don't get to tell in normal media, right? Because it doesn't, it's not news, but it is news.
0: You know, you look at a magazine sitting on the shelf and, you know, like Time magazine or National Geographic or whatever, and there's these big corporations and they have all these people working for them, but you have such a small team. And yet you're putting out a magazine that's in, in at least as good quality as any of them, um, and and it's difficult, right? It's difficult to distribute on such a small scale. Um, you, 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 the, the magazine's distribution is as large as you could make it, and you and and it's growing all the time. But I mean, talk talk a little bit about your team.
1: Um, so yeah, it's funny. It's me, and then I have um, an amazing creative director, Kenzie Weber. And it, it started with just the two of us, and. Although I like to say it's just the two of us, it really isn't. I still, I lean on the community all of the time. So that's what makes it the best part is the team has actually grown from, you know, me and Kenzie and Tracy Bierstow and Stacey Richter to everybody. Like it's, and most of it's volunteer based for sure, but everybody helps. Nicole gets on and helps me with events. Um, Everybody gives me an ear to when I'm angry or need to get something out, like, what do I do next? You know, this, the community that this magazine has built, even just for myself um, has changed a lot of things in my life because you can go to people and say, I don't know what to do with this. And they're like, Oh, I can help you. So really my, my team is everybody that's involved in the magazine now.
0: You know, you talk about how small your actual physical team is, but how big your Community team is, and I think that's really powerful. And going forward, I think that to be involved in this magazine, it, it gives you an opportunity to say say your story and tell your story. But what sort of people are you sort of looking for going forward? Are you uh, you want to grow? Obviously, the magazine which we we talked about, and you want to um, get people involved. What would your call out be for? for contributors? If, if you had a sort of like a list to pick from, what would be a great opportunity for you?
1: Um, I have a big list. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I try to break it down into education, business innovation, and community when I look at what the magazine needs to move forward and the type of people that we want. And I'm always looking for businesses who are making an impact in the community Um, or have some cool new innovation to share. I'm looking for organizations that need help being promoted um, and have great events that we can go out to and share with the community. I'm looking for innovators that are creating amazing things. um, And education is always important. So all different levels of education, what are little kids doing to what are teenagers doing to what's happening at universities. Um, So my my ask in the community is always really big, right? Because I want everybody to connect with each other. So it comes down to, are you involved in the community? What are you doing with innovation? And how are you involved in business and education? Those are the stories I want. Those are the companies I want, which is very big.
0: Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that, um, you know, if, uh, if somebody's out there doing something, um, they should invite you to their events right like you may you may not be able to make every, to every event and uh, i mean certainly now with everybody being isolated it's uh it's a little more difficult but when things get a little bit back to some semblance of normal you know someone from community now magazine needs to be at every event so that they can spread the word about the the event and what's going on in 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 the province and
1: yep and we want to be at every event even right now with all of this stuff going on Um, There's so many online events happening in classes and we want to be invited. We want to come and sit online and listen. Uh, If we can't make it, we always ask that you take pictures and send them to us so that we can share um, what you're doing and what you're up to. And so other people learn, right? Everybody's having to adjust right now. And we love events. We love being there to take pictures, to introduce people, to just showcase it. And being online, we'll do the same thing if I can't make it then somebody else from CN can usually pop in and we just keep going but yeah we we want to hear about everybody's events and what everybody's doing
0: well let's talk a little bit about um, community in general what so you you already talked about the rainforest and and the value that that the rainforest adds to community um what do you think that like, Because we're in Calgary, we're based in Calgary, and Calgary has a really, really strong community-minded culture, I guess. A lot of volunteering happens here. Um, what do you think uh, makes that so different from some of the other uh, provinces in this country and potentially even in, in North America?
1: No, I think Calgary has had to work really hard to build this type of sense of community. We've always been run by oil and gas. We've always put everything into that. And now that the innovation sector is moving into Alberta, it's opened up a lot of doors for people to gather together and, and to have different types of communities. And that's what makes us different. Plus we're all, we're so entrepreneurial that we need each other so much, you know, and I don't know what it is, but Calgary has always been about community and, connecting and making sure that everybody's okay it, and it goes back to even just the floods right we all stood together as a community and helped each other and I don't know why but Calgary is different than everywhere else and it's it comes down to the people and people understanding each other and getting to know each other and supporting each other and, and without expecting anything back that that's the most important part is people go out and help each other in this city and don't expect to be helped back. And it's amazing to watch what we can do when we come together.
0: Right. And that's where the biggest reward comes from, right? You know when it when someone helps you and then they expect you to reciprocate. Um it's you don't want that help, right? You're like, you know, I appreciate the hand, but it's not it's not nice having to owe everybody everything else. And yet it it's it's sort of um it inadvertently works that way because when someone helps you, you kind of feel um, like, you know, one of these days I'm going to help that person back anyway. So it's just not it's, it shouldn't be an expectation because it'll more likely than not happen anyway or pay it or paying it forward, which is even better. So, uh, you know, you help me and then I feel really great about that. And then I have an opportunity to help somebody else. And I think it was really nice that someone helped me when I needed it. So I'm going to go help someone else. And So it pays it forward.
1: That's right. And, and it's neat to watch different companies and stuff um, do that and put that into their mandate, right? Of like, we're going to help you. One of the best examples is Jade Alberts Consulting and Peer Guidance. Like he's always, always saying like it's a phone call away and it's as good as a handshake. And, you know, you need to ask for help. You can and very available. So watching various people and companies, form around helping community and helping each other and building this up together is really important.
0: There seems to be almost like a movement towards companies becoming more socially responsible and being more involved in community and initiatives and, and charitable uh, initiatives. I mean, there's, you know, you've got things like Benevity in Calgary here, who's like this massive organization that grew really, really quickly. And it's all about, taking companies uh, and helping them donate money to other organizations uh, on the um, uh, on the behalf of their employees or their other uh, partners and what have you so it's a really interesting way of looking at things but I think that as a human being growing and you you, you start out as a little kid and it's, it's all about me, it's all about me, it's all about me. And then when you get a little bit older, you start to realize that you get sort of like a, a positive feeling about giving to others. And then as you get older and you start learning, you know, simple, simple things like shoveling your neighbor's sidewalk when it snows and stuff like that. And then, you know, I've been to Tim Horton's drive throughs and stuff where somebody dropped a 100 bucks at the front window and said just here use this until it runs out for all the people behind me and you know you, you it's it's kind of it's 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 a silly little two dollar coffee or whatever but you get to the window and you're about to pay for your little decaf and some they're like oh the guy a few cars ahead of you already paid for you so have a nice day and it's it's a really nice feeling right
1: that's like my best days when i pull up to tim Hortons and you they're like oh the person already paid for it. you're like "Ah." Oh that's amazing such a simple yeah. simple gesture but you could make somebody's day by just doing that
0: oh ter- totally totally and i've done the same thing you know i've i've uh, paid for a couple or three cars behind me just to 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 try and make someone ha- have a have a nice day so um it doesn't take much right it doesn't take much at all to do something no. nice for somebody
1: no it doesn't yeah,
0: yeah. well cool i think um this has been an interesting episode. I really enjoy talking to you, Krista. And I really love what you're doing with the magazine, but also in general with the community. Um, you're, you're an awesome person. And uh, I really appreciate taking the time to sit down with me today.
1: Oh, thank you. This has been great. I really like that you're doing this podcast. It really helps promote businesses and people in the community. And it's something we have to continue
0: we'd love people to share the podcast with uh, everybody they know so that we can get the word further out there and get more listeners um but yeah if you if you love the show send us a, a, a message and um please check out community now magazine what's the uh website it's just communitynowmagazine.com
1: yep that's it
0: excellent we'll put that in the show notes as well as uh krista's linkedin profile perfect and uh if you want to reach out to her and tell her you have a story um she'd be happy to hear it perfect thank you krista
1: thank you so much
0: bye-bye if you haven't already visit rainforestab.ca and sign the rainforest social contract become part of the inclusive, silo-busting, sector-agnostic, all-industry, open-sourced, ego-shrinking, ecosystem-building, entrepreneur-focused, wide-open, social-barrier-smashing community known as Rainforest Alberta. This episode is brought to you by Community Now Magazine. Engage. Inspire. Educate. Together. Music for the show was created by Tony Del Deegan. Please be sure to share this episode with everyone you know. Also, don't forget to come by and say hi at the next Rainforest event. Let us know what you think of this podcast. If you're interested in being either a host, sponsor, or a guest of the show, send me an email at rainforestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.